Hey, Josh here. In this episode, I had the opportunity to chat with Landon Bennett from AdReform. And basically, I had a whole bunch of sales questions. I've been working with a couple of customers that are much larger, much bigger deals. And the sales process is longer. And there's more features that they need, more more work to kind of push the deal along. And so, and I just don't have experience with that, but Landon does. And so I asked him if he could get on a call with me and answer a bunch of my questions. And he's a fantastic person. So of course he jumped on the call and I thought I would record it and, and add it to the podcast here because I think, I think this is really important for bootstrap companies, especially in indie hackers to kind of start to get in to this, this mindset early on of like, how can we find larger deals so that there's less customers that we're managing and we can get the business to a place where we can, you know, work on it full time quicker anyways. So we talk about a whole bunch of stuff here and he gives some really good advice around asking the right questions when you're on a sales call so that you're aware of all the potential outcomes and how serious the buyer is or the client potential customer is about your product. And we also get into some stuff about like, uh, he has some really good ideas around identifying a problem that you should go after when you're starting a new business. And this may be good for, I know this is good for me as I'm still kind of trying to position Upscribe and figure out what is the most important use case to go after or customer to go after. And so we talk about, or he talks a lot about how to identify customers that are like, they have money to spend and how how big of a problem this is and whether or not it's worth going after. So really good stuff. Really excited to uh, to show you this. So enjoy. But yeah, so like, so you're saving them, you're, you're obviously saving them time. Are you also saving them money? Because that would be yes. a pretty good reason to switch. I got some quotes from ConvertKit and MailChimp and they're, they're charging like, you know, 30 to $50,000 a month for what this company needs for what one of these customers needs. So if I can, and it sounds like with Twilio, I'm going to be able to do it for like a significantly less and still make a, like a, a really good profit in there. But yeah, so so it's quicker, easier for them to use and it'll be cheaper. And then support's going to be another, like that's that's been another thing that that's really important to them is that they're able to have access to me. Well, they're closer to the product team too, which is basically just you. So <laughs> yeah. So what about like the cost to like switch like in terms of like time and I don't know what how like what that means for, for yeah the, yeah it's so especially with like lists that are are really large there's like it's one thing to be exporting everything from your existing tool and bringing it into a new one but there's also like a ramp up so that you don't hurt your reputation your sending reputation so they have to kind of bring in a few thousand at first send an email bring in a few more subscribers and right. like, and gradually build up. So it can take a month or two for, for larger lists. So it is like, it is a headache, but in this case it was because, because of the time savings, this one customer is basically saying like, and he's on a, an annual contract with the tool that he's using now. So he's like, I'll keep paying for that tool to the end of the year. I mean, he doesn't have a choice and I'll switch because this is just going to save us so much time. Okay. So it sounds like they, I mean, it's, it sounds like they, get the value and they i mean it sounds like they're telling you like they're they want like they're giving you verbal cues what's the next step in the process like what how do you you know have you set up a contract like what's the latest well yeah and that that's that's what i that's where i was like man i gotta talk to landon 
because it's like this place now where I'm, I've got a list of things that we've talked about that I know that they need. And so I'm working on them, but, and I'm, and I'm prioritizing it because of the potential of the deal. But all I have is that verbal like commitment. And, and so I want to, they know that, yeah, it's kind of like how much, how much can I ask for and what should I be asking for to kind of like know that they're serious about it. And so I'm not just going to spend a few weeks working on features and then they're going to bail. Like basically. You said they have like multiple subscriber lists and I would, are they, so they, are they pulling all these different subscriber lists for these different things into one newsletter or do they have multiple newsletters? So there's just the two newsletters and basically one of them is, you know, like over 10 million subscribers. And the other one is, is like a growing one. That's like, so the the other one's like 25,000. And so they've brought that one in and they're kind of gradually working up to the 25,000 subscribers. Okay. But yeah, but they're like, I'm working on features for them with, hope that they'll be bringing in this other newsletter basically. So they are, well, they are bringing in the other newsletter, right? You said they are like bringing the subscribers in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And basically they've said like, if we can get these features in place, then, then it's worth it for us to bring, bring everything over. Okay. But because it's a long process and it's just like, they're running a business. So I'm not, I'm not getting the feedback loop isn't really quick. So, you know, I'm building something and wait a few days for them to get back to me. And so, so just kind of like, is there, I know that when I was, I mean, is it a lot of like, is this a feature? I mean, there's different kind of features, right? There's like features you can turn around in a day or two. And then there's features that are going to take like, right. You know, three weeks or, you know, whatever to get right. Which ones are they? <laughs> so far it's been like, a bunch of features that will only take like a day or two. So it's nothing like major, but there's kind of like there's, but then there's this other side where infrastructure wise, I need to change a lot of things to be able to handle that full list if they're coming on. Right. And so that's, that's where like with Twilio, I need to, I need to basically have like a plan with them. That's clear. I need to get into an annual contract and like Twilio is great. They're saying like, they realize that there's a ramp up process. And so they'll discount the first month by like 75%, the second month by 50% and like until it gradually gets up to that amount. But I need to have kind of commitment, some type of commitment. Yeah. yeah. And it's tricky because it's like, they don't need to do like, if they go to MailChimp, MailChimp's not going to ask them for that because yeah. they've already, they're already sending that level. So it's kind of like, how much do I just go like, well, I've small. So I just kind of have to go for it and hope that they, they stick with it. Or like, how much can I ask for, you know? Right. Well, they're already on an annual contract now. So I assume that that's kind of how they do things there. When you do get like the potential to get an annual contract is probably pretty high since they already have one now. But, you know, in terms of like right now, yeah, you definitely want, did they explicitly say like some of this stuff, it's like you want to ask the questions explicitly so that you know for sure where they stand. So it's like, even though it's kind of like awkward or, or may feel awkward, like it's kind of, you gotta be like, well, one of the questions I would ask are, okay, these, you know, you brought up these features as things that, that you want to have, like which ones are these are like major blockers to you guys moving forward with a paid subscription? You know, I would bet that it's not all of them. It's probably like one or two. Maybe it's none. 
but you would want to know that because if it's none, then like now we can start talking about, you know, a lot of times people say what they want and they don't, it's just, you know, it's not necessarily something that's going to stop them from moving forward. But yeah, I mean, that's why I was asking about the subscriber list or like how many newsletters, like, is there a way, is there a world where you could like take on like one of them, right? Or take on like something smaller at first to at least have some sort of financial commitment from them to where like building some different things for them, like doesn't feel like a big risk. So yeah, I don't know if there's a way that you can, I don't know the, the full context of the situation, but I don't know if yeah, there's some way yeah. you could get them to come, you know, commit to something smaller at first to start that transition. And I mean, be honest with them, right? It's like, I think these are some interesting features you know, I, I'd like to build these out. Like we do this, we do this all the time. And so a lot of times this gets them to say no, basically, which is fine. Cause at the end of the day, like build, if you're building features for somebody, I mean, it's preferable. Is that even a word? Preferable? I don't know. It's preferred. <laughs> it's preferred <laughs> that these are features that have, you know, been requested by other customers and that you feel like well, if I work on these, like they're going to benefit other people and have an impact across our customer base. But if they're not, you know, it's not, you know, there's some people out there that'll say like, that's probably not a good idea. But like, if we're being honest and we're like bootstrapping a business and we're super early stage and we got to get this thing off the ground and get to revenue and get to, you know, 5k, 10k in MRR, like that's, you're going to sometimes do that. And if the deal side, like everybody's got a price, right? Like, if they're going to spend $20,000 a month with you, or you mentioned like $30,000 to $50,000 with MailChimp, let's say it's like 20 for you. That's very significant, especially for someone like just one person that's running this business. I mean, that like changes everything. So adding a couple features, you know, especially if it's not going to take like that long, maybe it's, you know, like a couple weeks, like, yeah, you probably take that chance and try to do that stuff. Okay. But at least like explicitly, like ask them that. And also like we do it all the time. If we feel we're going to do something slightly custom or like we're going to build a new feature, like, you know, a little more specific to them. Maybe we've had a couple of people request it, but it's like, we're moving this up the chain quickly for them. Like we'll say we're willing to move this. This is already like on our roadmap, but like we're willing to move this up the priority list for you. If we can get either a commit, like if you guys can move forward, at least on you know, a monthly subscription, or you could, you know, if, if the feature really feels like, like if you can just tell through the communication with them that they very bad, like it's painful that they need, like they need to move to you. And it's like painful, like these certain features, they need these to, and to be able to solve that pain. A lot of times you can ask, like you can see if you can make a part of the contract, like sort of like, I've called it like an implementation fee or basically it's just you going, well, how many hours is it going to take for me to do? And like, what's my hourly rate? And okay, like this is going to take like a week at my hourly rate is, you know, I don't know, $5,000. So we're going to tack on an implementation fee of $5,000. Or you could even like add some stuff to it and be like, as an implementation, like white glove implementation is like, we prioritize these features, get them out the door. And, you know, I do like full, like dedicated onboarding and like, like you have me at your disposal. Right. You kind of like add the other stuff in and make it sound, you know, sound good. Right. Uh -huh. But see if they'll like go for that. Like we've had people 
that are like, okay, yeah, like add that implementation fee in because we want that feature or whatever. We like already plan to build the feature, but we're just like speeding it up by like a month or something and they're paying for it. So it's like, you know, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes they will, you know, they'll, they'll say, no, that's too much. Like, we're not going to do that. And that's fine. It just means we're not going to prioritize it. But yeah, like you need to like be pretty explicit in asking these questions, even if they feel uncomfortable, like, because at the end of the day, you just need to know for sure. So you can reduce risk that you're taking with all this other stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, so like, I would go with that first and then, okay. you know, if they aren't willing to do any of that, then you have to kind of reassess and say, like, you know, you kind of have to say, am I willing to take that risk to, you know, eventually you'd have to pump up your infrastructure anyways. So like, it's kind of a risk, like it's definitely a risk because you don't need to now necessarily, but you may need to, you know, down or you will need to down the road. So it's like, it's definitely something you still need to do. But yeah, just like I would be asking tons of questions to find out like their timing. Also like sales a lot about like not being surprised by things. So me- meaning as a sales rep, you don't ever want to be surprised. Like when I was managing reps, what I would tell them is like, I should never be surprised about like, we, you know, we're meeting every week and you're telling me about these opportunities and like what's going on and what stage they're in and like what the, you know, when they're going to close, like all this stuff, I should never be surprised by an outcome, like almost never. And the only way you get there by knowing, like, you know, that sounds like impossible, right? Like, well, what if this happens? What if they like, you know, got fired or like whatever you have to ask every question, like you need to know everything to the point where like, when you get that, like, so you, you need to be asking questions about like, okay, so say, you know, hypothetical, say I do X, Y, and Z by the end of next week, you know, what is your process for moving forward at that point? Or, you know, maybe the first question is like, will you move forward? Okay. You agree. You've told me you will move forward. What is the process to move forward? I mean, are there vendor documents I need to sign? You know, have you done this before? How long does this process take? Who all has to sign this? Are all those people in town? I mean, this this is more like if you have like quotas and stuff where like at the end of the quarter, we used to be like, you know, is everybody, you know, in town this week? Because it'd be like the end of the week is like, you got to sign this thing by the end of the week. Like, is everybody here? Because like all of a sudden people would go on vacation or something. And then all of a sudden you can't get the last signature. And it's like, these things pop up. Like you have to know, you have to ask a lot of questions and like know everything, even if if it's kind of annoying, you know, you feel like it might be kind of annoying for them to have to answer these. It's like, you got to ask them so that you know, so that also if they do, for whatever reason, like if they said these things to you and then they don't do those things, you have the right now to be like, you, you mentioned that you would close if I did X on this day. Right. And it's like, you're just mentioning back like what they told you and what they said. So yeah, I mean, that's like questions are are like, you gotta dig in and like, no, especially when you're going to be taking this risk of like building these things. So you really need to know for sure that they will move forward, that they have budget for this, that they like, you know, have gotten approval, like all this kind of stuff. So I would ask those questions. I would try to see if you can make, like do some sort of like implementation fee, fee, as a part of like moving forward on this. And, you know, you can also be like someone honest. It's like, hey, listen, 
we're a small team. I mean, I don't know if you told him it's just you, but yeah, yeah, he knows now. But yeah, yeah. obviously, we're a small team. There's a, always a million things to do for like on the roadmap. You know, we have certain a certain kind of like short to long term strategy of like what we're going to be building out, what's on the roadmap. So like, you know, this is it's definitely a risk you know, to us to like move something up the priorities if we don't have, you know, if we don't have like a, a paid subscription and like a customer, is there any, you know, maybe you could get them on a subscription, like not the the real subscription yet. Maybe it's like right, a heavily right. reduced subscription so they can do the, the small amount that they're doing with you now, but at least it's like enough that it shows that they are committed because they have like literally put their money where their mouth is. And, you know, now at this point, it's, there's, it's still a risk because, you know, you'd be bumping them up to 20K. That's like a different scenario. That's going to have to go through some like additional approvals. But at least it sort of like pays for you to like do it. You know what I mean? Like if right. worst, yeah. you got to think of like the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is, you know, they paid me like 500 bucks a month for a couple months and then they like they wouldn't move forward and whatever but i worst you know worst case scenario is i got a thousand dollars and now i have new features that i can potentially sell to other people and i don't have to like worry about that moving forward so i think like yeah if you can you know it's, it's asking questions it's trying to get explicit with things and then it's it's sort of like weighing the risk so like and seeing like what's the worst case scenario here kind of thing so yeah, I would ask him, I would, you know, try to get him on the phone and ask him these questions and, you know, try to get away from like a wait and see approach. It doesn't, I mean, I'll be wrong, but it doesn't sound like they have like tons of, like the other thing you got to think of is like, what's the compelling event here for them to like make a switch? That's what a lot of, my wife talks about that stuff all the time. Like that's like a big piece of like, Cause it, you know, they may say a lot of things to you, but if you don't like very explicitly know that there's like a compelling event, they're probably kind of full. They're probably kind of full of shit. Like, honestly, like I can usually tell if somebody's like full of shit and they probably haven't purchased a lot of things before. It's when I don't like, it doesn't feel like there's a compelling event here. Like, but they're saying that they want to move forward. They're saying these nice things, but like, I'm not seeing the real, like, you know, pain or like driver here to like do something now it's like yeah maybe we want to oh this is cool like i like this i want to do this but it's like what's the compelling event to do this like why me you know why this why now like why and if you don't see that if for some reason that's like and you can ask them that right like why do you want to do this and why do you want to do this now and if they don't have a good reason for that or if they say well yeah I mean, we don't need something now, you know, maybe like we need something on this date, then you just start to like figure some things out and you know, like this probably isn't going to happen now. Okay. Yeah. But I can forecast this for whenever they're, you know, and in this case I wasn't on the call, so I don't know, you know, I don't know, but you know, you mentioned a couple of things about like, there's this other contract in place and I don't know when that, like you would want to say, well, when's the contract up? Like when, when do you have to renew by like having all these dates is super important. I wouldn't do this with all your deals. Cause you got, you're going to, I'm sure you have a bunch of deals that are much smaller than this, but in these cases where the, the stakes are so high, you have to know every little detail of everything because 
it's just like you just have to know to be able to close it and to be able to close it like within some sort of time frame that you can expect and then down the line when you have like employees and like you have like you know payrolls like you really got to know like this stuff and you need to know when it's most likely that this would close and how likely it is to close and all this stuff. So there's just a lot of questions to ask to know. Okay. Stuff. But I would be, I would be concerned with in this particular scenario, I would be concerned with the, the compelling event side of things. Cause that to me, again, like I wasn't there. I don't, I didn't hear it all. Maybe you haven't you know, told me everything, but it kind of sounds like there's not, a compelling event or there it hasn't been sort of dug up yet because like he, you know he kind of said like well we have this you know annual contract like when does that go till is that literally like a year from now or is that like you know a month from now or what's the deal with that and are you willing to move forward you know would you be willing to move forward if we had these features before your annual like well before their your annual contract comes up like do you have the budget to do that? Like, that's the kind of stuff you have right. to ask. Okay. So in this case, like with how fast it is to build a newsletter and upscribe, it's worth it for him to switch. So that would be the compelling event. If I can get him to basically clarify, like, yes, if it's this quick for us to build a newsletter and we can make that much more money because we can put out twice as many newsletters in a month and don't have to use as many of our, you know, our marketing people to do that then we'll switch right now. So that, or like switch sooner or whatever. So that, that's what I need to Did kind you tell of what the price would be to. No, I haven't given him a price for like the, the full list. So he has, there's two, he's got kind of like, there's two businesses that he's in, that he's bringing over. And one of them has a list of like a hundred thousand and they're already in upscribe and they're, and they're growing that and they're paying. And then while we were kind of working through getting them set up with that business, he was like, I've got this other business that I'd like to bring over as well. And within that business, they have two lists. So the first list is much smaller and, and they've brought that over. They're not paying yet for that one, but they've started bringing in subscribers and they've sent out a newsletter. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So yeah, so I guess what the best next move here then is to get on a call and ask some of these questions to kind of clarify like how important is it or how painful is the current situation? How compelling is is it for you to switch to upscribe, and what would that timeline look like? I I really like the like you should never well, be surprised. Out. I mean, like if that's kind of in my head, you know. Yeah, and find out how much time is left in that other contract. Right, like, that's really important. Well, and he because he did say that he would switch before the contract's up and keep paying that contract out because it's worth it. But like you could depending on how much time is left in that contract. I mean, let's say it's like a month or something. I mean, you could even, I know there's people that have done things where they like, they'll pay out sort of the end, like, or they'll credit it. Right. So they'll like credit it toward, right. you know, your subscription as like a kind of like a no brainer. Like let's, let's, it's a no brainer, not necessarily like to do it, but like to do it now. And you want to do things as quickly as possible because Rule number one is time kills all deals because, you know, shit happens like pandemics happen. People go on maternity leave or paternity leave, you know, I don't know. People go on vacation and then they get fired and then they're no longer there and you lost your, like all kinds of stuff. Right. A lot of things happen. And 
So you want to get, like, when you have a chance, like, you want to make it happen as quickly as possible because just dragging it along, like, just it can ruin the deal. But I would also try to find out, find out, like, what they're paying now as a way to, like, use that when you're talking about, like, okay. trying to create some urgency for a compelling, like, make it more compelling. So, like, but usually, you know, sometimes people will just, they'll tell you. Sometimes they won't tell you. Sometimes if you tell them first what your price is and then you ask what they're paying, like that can sort of, or like, it's so weird. Like there's, there's ways of saying things to get information out that are just like different. And like, if you say something like, what are you guys paying? Like, you're just like, what are you guys paying? A lot of times they won't tell you, like if they're smart, like if they wouldn't tell you, but there's ways to sort of like make it like, like you could say like, so, you know, I'm used to seeing at this amount, I'm used to seeing we're about 20,000 a month. I'm used to, to seeing MailChimp or con constant contact at, you know, about like 50 grand a month around this. What are you guys paying now? Just so we can see like what kind of cost savings you get. That sounds a lot different than just like blatantly asking. Right. And you show yeah. like, I'm transparent. Here's our pricing. I know a lot about the industry and what the prices are. So you can't screw with me. Like you're, that's basically the things that you're putting in place to kind of get that right okay from them yeah mm -hmm. and so then once you have that information again like if you truly know like that there's some cost savings here you can use that continue to use that in your in your discussions with them as like you know the roi and like the compelling reason why they need to move forward now you could discount it based on you could add in like that implementation fee type stuff as a way to like get it going and then like you could you could add in discounts for like we like for discounts we've always done we try not to discount for anything outside of term length so if you're willing to pay up front for a year or 18 months or two years right okay we'll do discounts yeah we will do discounts for sometimes for a testimonial but we usually try to like you know we'll only give the discount for 12 months after that it goes back to the regular list like whatever the price is without the discount because like testimonial it has a you know a term length like it's not going to be valuable for like three years or something and then we don't do this as much now i did this a lot and previously because i had you know one we had quotas like to hit in a certain quarter so a time frame and then two time kills all deals so you like if you can get it now like get it so you know timing right so like if you can move forward by the end of this month you know, we'll give a discount, but I try not to do that quite as much now because, you know, I don't have, we don't have quotas and stuff and we, I don't really care. Like if you, but sometimes we do, if we feel, you know, again, it's, it's a risk because it's like, if we can get it now, it's worth it potentially because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. If it's like an annual deal, I'm more willing to do, I'm more willing to like give a discount for like doing it quicker because like I'm going to be, once I get it, it's done. Like I got, I got 12 months. Like you can't jump out in a month when you get fired or like whatever happens. But if it's a monthly, I don't like to give discounts because they can just cancel. And you know, if something weird happened to their company. So anyways, those are some of like the different options you have. Maybe I'm giving you like more options you knew that you could ever have. And now you're like, I don't know what to do. So I decided I'm going to wrap it there. Uh, this is a really good conversation and there's a ton in here. 
and uh, and we go on for it's a, it's about an hour long conversation. So I wanted to break this into two pieces, um, just to kind of be mindful of uh, I don't know my my episodes generally are like twelve minutes long, so I just wanted to be, um, you know, wanted to be aware of that. And uh, so you know, take a break, go for a walk. Maybe you're already maybe you're already walking. I don't know. Uh, you can come back and listen to the next one later, or um, or just go to the next episode and continue. I'm going to release these both at the same time. But um, in the next part, we talk uh, a lot about um, some of Landon's ideas on how he how he approaches finding new opportunities for business um, for businesses and uh, and and also how they found. Uh, how they decided what to work on um, when they built ad reform uh, initially. Definitely go check out ad reform, but um, in this episode, next episode, really good for how to think about like finding customers that are going to spend money that have, um, have that already have budgets for um, what you're potentially going to build for them. Uh, so anyways, next episode, really good. Hope you're enjoying this. Hope you're learning lots. Have a good one.